Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to HBR News number 216. We're at number 216. Feminist crowd in pain. No, wait, that's wrong. 217. 216 was last week. Suddenly, Americans care about women's soccer and minors die. When I say minors, I don't mean kids under the age of 18. I mean those guys that get their faces dirty so that you can use energy i guess so uh what do you get what do you get if you throw a piano down a mine shaft what a flat minor and they die for equality hbr news number 217 uh uhuru y'all and welcome to honey badger radio i am your host brian and i am joined by as always my esteemed panelists hannah and the two mics we have a great show lined up for you guys today so please be sure to continue the conversations both in the chat as well as the comment section. On this week's HPR News Show, we're going to be talking about the cringe of the week, which includes uh, a women's soccer chance to Canadian rape shield laws to Jeffrey Epstein's arrest to the power of Ethot bathwater and more. So stick around. It's going to be a good time. And be sure to join us afterwards for the patron-only after show. So what I have in mind for the patron-only after show, I found this article that someone sent me that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, it, sh- it appears that because men's rights has gone mainstream, and I put that in quotes, um, uh, apparently we're responsible for propelling Trump to victory. New academic research reveals the red pill effect and how a men's rights forum radicalize its members to back Trump in the 2016 U.S. election. And I swear to you, this is an article from this year. They're still trying to figure out how it happened. (laughs) So we're going to go through this article and find out how the MRM did this. Because, you know, even if you're an MRA from India or Australia or the U.K. or Germany or France um, or Pakistan or whatever, you are probably involved with putting the god emperor on the throne and we'll figure exclusive out how. from exclusive from the huffington post uh, um uh, some kind of mra may have been in an elevator and may have done something in an elevator but we're not quite sure if he really did or if the footage even exists <laughs> roll up roll up yeah <laughs> only at the huffington post uh, yes film at 11 So we're going to go check that out in the after show. Oh, and this, by the way, I chose this because it comes from an interesting website that you may have heard of. We responded to, um, I think it was in 2017, no, 16. No, no, I'm sorry, 2018. OpenDemocracy.net. So that's where this comes from. This way you guys, you know what you're in for. Uh, Open Democracy actually came to the um, ICMI, I believe it was in 2018, to talk to us. And they learned what the they went to the ICMI and they learned what that men's rights movement is. And apparently that's how they know that they were responsible for the Cheeto in chief. Okay, so with that said, if you want to be a part of the after show, you have to become a patron uh, or become a badger. We suggest becoming a badger by going to feedthebadger.com. But you could also go to patreon.com if you want to. Uh, although we don't think that you love us quite as much if you do that. And if you want to um, not, if you don't want to wake up one morning to find out that uh, YouTube has finally dropped the axe on our channels, go to badgerfeed.com. That's where you'll find all of our content. That's badgerfeed.com. Probably a bunch of videos and content that has been sort of demonetized or hidden away in a closet by YouTube's algorithm. So be sure to go there to find more of our content. 
All right, so let's get into the stories without further ado. First thing we're going to be talking about is women's soccer. Something I didn't expect to be talking about ever in my lifetime. All right, so the U.S. women's soccer team won the Women's World Cup over the weekend, in case you haven't heard. The After the 2-0 win over the Netherlands, um, the stands were filled with the sounds of people chanting equal pay. Currently, the U.S. women's team is suing the U.S. Soccer Federation because of the pay disparity between the men and the women's team. Many Democrat 2020 presidential candidates have signed a letter to the U.S. Soccer Federation asking that the women's national team be fairly compensated. That's also known as a gigantic virtue signal. What those claiming or chanting equal pay fail to understand is that the women's team does not bring in nearly the amount of advertising dollars that the men's team does throughout the regular season. Sure, when the women's team makes it to the World Cup, people will tune in for a sense of national pride, but on the whole, the women's soccer matches on Fox only average about 63,000 viewers. Compare that to the 240,000 viewers that the men's team brings to ESPN. The women's team brought $17 million in ad revenue for Fox, while the men's team brought in $529 million for ESPN. The Men's World Cup generated $4.5 million in direct revenue to FIFA. I always wondered what it would take for, for the USA to start getting into soccer. <laughs> it, ju it just takes women. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe we should get a, a, a women-only team of metric system adopters. <laughs> we have that that's the uh gender studies departments at most universities but honestly that that doesn't necessarily mean the united states is into soccer it just means that feminists are into soccer they're early adopters i guess you could say but they only adopted the women's team um I, i've spent the last like <laughs> the last two days arguing with one on twitter about this and her her entire argument is, well, if you only count part of the men's income, the part of the men's income that matches up to the stuff that the women do, and you don't count any of the revenue that is earned by the things that the men do that the women don't, then the women aren't getting paid as much as the men. Mm -hmm. you know, that they, they bring in as much as the men, but they're not getting paid as, as much as the So basically, if... You have two jobs and I have one job. You should only get paid for one job because it's unfair for you to get paid for the other job because I'm not getting paid as much for my one job as you are getting paid for your two jobs. And that was her entire argument. Like they'll literally tie themselves in a psychological pretzel to make these arguments. And then they get mad when you prove them wrong. I think a lot of them are looking at sort of tennis as, uh, as 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 the what to do model, they go, oh, well, female tennis players earn just as much as male tennis players, even though they don't pull in pull in as much revenue. So why can't the same be done for female sportsmen? Every other thing. Well, they can do it in tennis because there's only one athlete on 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 the team, so they can just about stretch to special treatment for women in sports where where where, 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 where they're just individuals. But when it comes to teams. They can't afford to, you know, they can't afford all 11 people. Plus, nobody wants to get bitch slapped by an angry tennis player. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> no, man, she'll take your head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those arms. Um, I mean, like, it, again, it's it's pretty much explained right there in the write-up that uh, Andrew gave us. Uh, the reason why the men make more is they bring more to, you know, to watch. Like, uh, I would, if I could think of a, a sport that is televised in the United States that no one watches that's also male-dominated... I don't know if volleyball is really a thing, um, or dodgeball rather, dodgeball. But um, they it likely like you know even there are likely disparities between say professional bowling, professional golf, and professional football and baseball and basketball. So, I mean, like if you have a complaint, I guess you should complain to the audience that you think should be watching uh, all women's soccer. And I don't know if they think that that is also supposed to be for women, because I don't think women are interested, even if it's if it features women. So, you know, like well, I'm not barking up the wrong, they, the wrong they, tree. They think there's an audience and uh, you, you think as much as they champion this, they'd be the audience. And I guarantee six tr- months from now, year from now, whatever you hit them up and be like, so did you guys see the game this week? And then they're going to have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it has an audience because it was it was put on. It's much like the Captain Marvel thing. Well, Captain Marvel had an audience, yeah, because so many cinemas refused to play anything but Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. Feminists, when they want you to give women something, it's you have to approve of this. You have to like this. You have to want to participate in it. And if you don't, you're a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was one of the politicians. I think it might have been Kamala Harris, but don't uh, quote me on that because I could be wrong. I believe it was her that she said that, um, you know, uh, the players should get a certain amount of money for every point that they score. That way, if a more successful players make more money. Well, first of all, if no one is watching like on TV, on ESPN or Fox or whatever, then. As far as, you know, like viewers go and as far as advertisers go, nobody scored because nobody's watching. But on the other hand, too, does that mean that basketball players should bring home like millions of dollars while like hockey players could actually go home empty handed if they don't score any points? Because not all players would usually go home empty handed (laughs) and the best golf players wouldn't get paid at all. (laughs) Right. Every time they like hit the ball, they actually get less. (laughs) So... A bit like Tiger Woods actually did. <laughs> it's, it's not. I'm not a very well thought out com- comment. But at the at, like at the end of the day, this just comes down to you know. Uh, and here's the thing too, on another level, uh, everybody has access to Fox. Like that's just like network television in in the United States. So that means anyone could just watch it. ESPN, you actually have to pay for, isn't it? It's like a basic cable channel or something. So people are paying for it. So wouldn't that mean that even though um, ESPN is something you have to pay for. More people paid to watch male soccer than women's soccer, which was just on Fox. I mean, I'm just asking the question. Is it's just something I thought about? Ed, I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think so too. So that's that shows that that much um, there that there people are that much less interested. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, what are you going to do? Make people interested? I, I don't know. Make the games more exciting? I guess. Because that, what? Why do people tune into male sports? Because I think that they tend to be higher risk, and 
they're more uh, a better example of well they're a good example let's say of highly athletic achievement and there are lots of by the way games in mainstream male dominated sports that people skip because they don't think it's going to be exciting so maybe female sports just need to step up i don't know I guess I guess an irony is um, uh, people watch uh, male sports largely large because of the the standard, the high standard of sports. But at the same time, uh, another reason a lot of sport is popular is is because countries like to hear that their country is doing well in a certain tournament, so they can go, "Yay! Now we we feel all together and and shit." So it's not so much to do with skill or merit as it is to do with identity politics. Mm. If we, we just need yep. to get people interested in sport because of uh, you know nationalistic pride, and and that won't <laughs> that won't ruffle against any of our other principles at any point. Yeah. Anybody, anybody got any final thoughts on this story before we move on? No. Okay. Just going to get back to the national pastime of of all Americans. Which is not giving a shit about soccer. <laughs> yeah, go. there we go. <laughs> Amen. By the way, Amen. I don't give a shit about soccer or tea. Come at me, bro. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the next story. Then let us know what you guys think. I I did hear that the, like there was like a high school soccer team that beat the women's soccer team. So there is also there that. was there was now yeah. see there's a there is a match I would watch. I would watch the women's soccer team that is demanding equal pay. If I would watch them play the men's team that they're they're claiming to be better than, I I oh, want to yeah. see them try to beat the men's team, and if they cannot do that without any special rules because they're women, they have to play on the same standards that the men play on, um, you know, then then they should be considered for a pay raise. If they can't do that, you know, then mm, like there's no point. Should... I think people would watch them if they knew. Yeah, they were able to compete with the men's team, um, but and and in fact, you know, then there might be an argument for just combining the teams. Yeah, but, we should uh, we should uh, pay that uh, high school team that beat the women's soccer team more money than the women's soccer team. The fifteen-year-olds, yeah. yeah, the yes, fifteen-year-olds. A lot of people yeah. have brought that up. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they're getting a lot of beat. They can be beat by the average fifteen-year-old male team. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm not taking uh, – congratulations, ladies. You made it. I'm happy for you. But this is kind of whiny, and I don't think it's very sportsmanlike. So probably shouldn't do that. All right, so moving on to the next story. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. I did see a super chat real quick from uh, Mr. Roboto. He says, isn't sports pay based on the money brought in a year? Yes, it's based on the ad revenue and all of the merchandising, all the other stuff that comes with it. Exactly. It's, it's as bizarre as demanding like gender equality and record sales. Yes. But you <laughs> demanding that female musicians get equal record sales to male musicians. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Even if you're a better musician. Sorry. So anyway, let us know what you guys think in the comments and we will move on to the next story. Speaking of people whining about gender equality. Oof. The last 12 months have been the deadliest in decades for Queensland miners. Six workers have died, but the Coal Mining Safety and Health Advisory Committee did not meet for four months as it did not have the right, quote, gender representation, end quote. So our gender quote is more important than safety. One of the six men who have died, Bradley Hardwick, pictured here, 
47, was killed during an underground collision at Anglo-Americans Morinbah North Mine in February. Most recently, Jack Gerdes, 27, died on Sunday, found tangled in an excavator access ladder at the Baralaba North Coal Mine. This is us, as cited by the Daily Mail. Queensland Mine Minister Anthony Linham said, quote, You have to make sure gender representation is respected. Because of the significance of the appointments, that has been difficult. So the committee has been reestablished just recently. End quote. Opposition leader Deb Frecklington described the situation as ridiculous and disgusting. It's so gobsmacking and unbelievable that the minister would put making sure there is 50% representation of women on the safety committee above the safety of men and women in mines is just unacceptable, she told ABC Radio. The Queensland Resource Council nominated two women, but the Construction, Forestry, Mining and Energy Union, also known as the CFMEU, said that these women did not have the required competencies. The trade union's Stephen Smythe, I think it's Smythe because it's M-S-M-Y-T-H, recommended the Queensland mining industry stop work for 24 hours to reflect on safety and that the state's mining inspectors needed more funding for safety checks. Checks. Like Very often you'll hear men's rights advocates sort of talking about the... uh, um, the uh, deaths on the job gap, um, or, or or what have you, um, and it's not. I think I, I can speak for most of us when, when I say I don't think one of the solutions to this is to just put more women in the dangerous jobs so that more women will start dying as well. That's not what we're saying. No. We, could, we should keep doing it by merit. And, I, and like, it's not as though feminists are rushing to put women on like like crab fishing trawlers or or, or as tree surgeons or whatever. <laughs> like that's not what we're saying either. By the way, in case you ever hear an MRA talk talk about dangerous jobs men do, is that's just the way it is. And uh, we could do without ideologies telling us that isn't the way it is. It's patriarchy. <laughs> Anybody else, Hannah? Well, I just this is this is actually out and out an example of feminism killing workers. Because nobody cared whether there was 50-50 representation until feminists came along and demanded it. Right? And they only care. They only care if there's 50-50 representation in jobs they think are prestigious. They only care if there's 50-50 representation in authority positions right and they don't think about the the authority positions as responsibility positions they think of them as power positions they want 50 50 representation in power but they don't want 50 50 responsibility and i guarantee you feminists are not going to take responsibility for for these deaths they're not going to take responsibility everybody's pushing f in the chat what's going on i I asked in the press f to pay respects um, oh, okay. To for the guy. I thought maybe because that when that happens in our chat is because uh, like I just chat, just look yeah. to make sure my <laughs> the internet uh, mic died. Is yeah. on. No, you're but good. But yeah, they 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 don't want fifty fifty responsibility in um 
and or 50-50 responsibility for this kind of thing. So they're not going to no. take responsibility for this. They're not going to turn around and say, well, maybe we shouldn't make that representation more important than the people that the 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 uh, positions of authority were created to to uh, you know protect or represent or take care of or or anything like that. No, they are going to criticize people and call them misogynists for blaming those deaths yep. on that demand. I can guarantee you, you get to get into arguments with with uh, feminists online on social media about this topic. That's what you're going to hear. You're just exploiting these deaths as a as a uh, accusation yeah. against feminism. Grave no, feminism is directly responsible for this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I just saw a debate uh, this morning. Uh, Jordan Peterson was on a panel from a couple months ago in Australia and they were talking about you know the the need for gender equality and but the the feminist on the panel was only interested in gender equality in terms of uh you know high ranking positions in government and CEOs and all this other stuff but you know didn't even want to discuss bricklayers and laborers and you know these guys that are that are essentially the backbone of our of our society. What about truck drivers? You didn't even mention oh, truck drivers, Brian. Oh my God. It's not heroic. Neither is uh, being a minor. So who cares? Why are we talking about this? We should talk, be talking about firefighters. That's what we should be talking about. <laughs> well, that's another one though, because feminists demand that, that standards be lowered in order to make it easier for women to become firefighters. And then, you know, you get a you get a woman firefighter goes into a building and, and runs across somebody who is much bigger and much heavier than she is that's trapped or injured and can't get out. What's she going to do? She's going to lift him up all of a sudden, you know, get that adrenaline burst that lets you push a bus bus off of your friend. She's just uh, going to identify so, as strong and pick him up. Are you kidding me? It's all yeah. socialized. Just identify as super strong. Fine. There we go. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's it. We're getting there. We're getting there. I swear. So, I guess that was probably how Marshall Bravestar actually worked. How he had the strength of the bear and the ears of the world. He just identified as a bear, and it yeah, worked. and it worked for him. That's correct. Look, if you don't consent to being burned by the fire, it cannot hurt you. There you go. That's right. But yeah, this is uh, very sad. And this is, like Hannah said, a direct consequence of gender equality quotas going wrong. And, of course, men die. And so I don't know if anything's going to be done about this. I don't know if, the, you know, like they, they said um, the Queensland mining industry should stop work for 24 hours to reflect on safety. Um, reflect okay. on safety? Reflect on what safety, yes. Sit cross-legged on the floor, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> Om safety. See, if we, if we mm. honored, if we um, had more compassion and reverence for the work that men do, the thankless stuff that they do, that, you know, when you turn on your light switch or when you turn on your water faucet and water comes out and it's hot or cold and your food is refrigerated and you know, you, you, you got your mail, like you have working electricity, all this stuff. We might then, if we honored the, the work that men do in those areas, we might then also like be considering their safety in these jobs instead of worrying why there aren't more women doing them or why that we're feeling like we're pushing them out of these things, you know? 
so yeah i mean it's like mike said you know this is just um if we, we should be doing things based on merit and we should also safety should be um already like considered as part of the uh a part of it but i think that we can't really do that effectively if we're not valuing men for the work that they do and not just for the work they do but as people just as people anyway that's all i got to say on that any other thoughts move on to the next one speaking of thoughts we're not there yet but <laughs> okay so i'm gonna move on to the next story and we're talking about Canada, Kanukistan. Uh, the Supreme Court of Canada has issued a warning in response to a case in Alberta where a jury heard about a friends with benefits relationship between an accused and an alleged sexual assault victim. The accused was charged in 2014 with assaulting a woman he lived with and was acquitted by a jury. During the 2017 trial, the judge told the jury to take a limited view of the, quote, friends with benefits, end quote, information. The, the trial judge had allowed the information about the complaint's sexual history over concern that jurors would have thought the relationship was platonic, calling the evidence, quote, relatively benign. Alberta Court of Appeal disagreed and ordered a new trial for the accused. Rape shield laws are to prevent evidence suggesting that the alleged victim consented to sex as they had a history of consenting to sex in the past. As cited from the National Observer, quote, This case serves as a powerful illustration of how a trial can go off the rails where sexual activity evidence is admitted without being anchored to a specific legitimate purpose, Justice Michael Moldaver wrote. Without this anchor, the trial may drift into unsafe waters, as occurred in this case. Justice Andromach, oh my god, these names. And Justice Andromach Karakastan, Karatistan, whatever, said the accused couldn't point to any specific use for his sexual past with the woman. The evidence served no purpose other than to imply that because she had consented to sex in the past, she was more likely to have consented in the night on the night in question. Quote, no means no, and only yes means yes. Even in the context of an established relationship, even partway through a sexual encounter, and even if the act is one the complainant has routinely consented to in the past. End quote. She wrote that. And judges in sexual assault cases who do allow such evidence to be introduced should remind jurors of that if they have any concern that a jury will use it improperly, end quote. That's that's all her quote there. So rape shield laws are one of those things that sort of separate uh, that particular form of assault from any other form of assault and that any other uh, violent crime. Any, in fact, any other uh, any other crime that's not like uh, a white collar crime where uh, you're looking at the complete removal of intent from the crime at this point. It, it's it's now, I'm hearing myself echo. That's weird. Uh, it's now, let me leave and come back. Hold on. Okay. Okay, it's, let's try it's now. It's probably going to go away. If it's there, it'll probably go away in a couple of minutes. Um, right. 
But it's uh, so we're looking at a crime where you are presumed guilty unless proven innocent and you have a limited amount of uh, uh, leeway for proving yourself innocent. Um, it, you know, and it used to be that the standard for this crime was, uh, yeah, Michael, the audio was fine, but I can't focus on on what I'm trying to say, if I can hear myself echo, it's, it's very distracting. Uh, but anyway, you, you're looking at a situation where, um, you know, we've, we've gone from uh, innocent until proven guilty to guilty until proven innocent. And it used to be that this crime was defined as uh, not, not uh, dictionary or legally defined, but, but uh, defined in the system and understood in the system as a contravention of the victim's refusal, that the the act was deliberate, that the perpetrator took measures specifically to prevent the refusal from stopping the act from happening. And now, now we're in a situation where all that has to happen is the the accuser can basically say, well, no, I didn't refuse. No, I didn't decline. No, I didn't even indicate that I, w I wasn't consenting this time. But he should have asked again and again and again and again. And if I at some point changed my mind in between asks, then, you know, gotcha. So it's no longer a, a violent crime. It's no longer an act of a monstrous person who is, you know, responsible for having done serious damage to another person. It's no longer all that serious. It's just an accident that happens sometimes between people who may have had sex a whole bunch of times before, but this time, you know, it was criminal. And and he's a bad person for doing and nobody has to ask for his consent, right? Uh, no, of course but not. clearly, clearly Yes. Hannah? Did we lose Hannah? Uh -oh. Clearly. You didn't lose me. Oh yeah, there you uh, are. You no. said you said you clearly, clearly, and there was a dramatic pause, and I'm like waiting. <laughs> no, yeah, we lost me for a minute. Discord right. does this thing and it looks it gives me uh green and, and three bars the whole time that it's not sending and then it turns orange and red afterward to let yeah. me know that it it didn't send uh since just yeah. and, and drops down to one bar discord's buggy <laughs> discord like sucks. that yeah but yeah it, it's it's buggy like that but no clearly if we're in a <laughs> if we're in a uh you know timeline or situation or whatever where it's no longer a deliberate act when when a guy commits rape it's no then it's no longer a monstrous behavior it's just an accident big deal you know it's like spilled milk right I mean, that's where feminists are taking us. So, you know, okay, fine. Rape shield laws. But we can just, you know, reduce the punishments, get rid of the sex offender registry, because hell, I, it's not that big of a deal. You can do it by accident. So why do we need a registry? It doesn't necessarily mean that the individual is dangerous. It just means they had an accident. We don't have a car accident registry, you know. And, and for that matter, we don't really put people who uh, run red lights in jail you know, we don't put put people in jail because they had a fender bender. So, 
rape doesn't need to be a jailable offense anymore if we're going with this uh, idea of consent where rape can be an accident because, again, it's it's not really that big of a deal. It's just an accident. You know, unless feminists want to go back to a uh, standard of, of uh, deliberate contravention of the victim's refusal and limit the scope of the crime to that and and only go after people in in under that definition who have actually engaged in violence against their victim or who have gone for uh you know a method that will knock their victim out but not look violent you know or who have taken advantage of somebody who is completely incapacitated or who has who is incompetent uh, by their nature, whether it's because they're a child or whether it's because they're intellectually disabled or they've gone senile, you know, somebody basically who can't fight back or who can't reject them, doesn't know how to. Um, and, you know, you limit it to those situations, then, yeah, we're justified in as a society in treating it as a serious crime. And and if we go for those standards we might even be justified as a society. I still am not really all that keen on a, a sex offender registry. I think it's a over overkill, and I think it's a a wrongful punishment. But or at the least, it's like it's really, it's least, a little bit too easy to get on that list, right? Yeah, but it's at least explainable under under the circumstance of a crime that is malicious, deliberate, and and damaging. Right. Yes, this is why we have a legal distinction between rape and sexual assault. Well, for for male perpetrators, anyway, we still don't draw that distinction for female ones. And not in the UK. In the UK, when a woman commits a rape, it's not con considered a rape. You know, in the US, when a woman commits a rape, it depends on whether she's she penetrated the guy or or actually had sex with him. And that is very much the distinction we're talking about. Like a sexual assault could be. Anything as silly as a, a teenager grabbing another teenager's ass. But a rape is actually a vindictive, you know, violent crime. That's why we have different things for them. Again, it would be helpful if we had them for all of our citizens rather than half of them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, obviously, we're... We're diluting the definition of this crime so badly that it's it's becoming meaningless, and we are still denying men recourse against women who commit the crime under rape laws. Yeah. But you know, we 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 live in a misogynistic patriarchy, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. That that uh, just hates women, just hates them, if I remember correctly. And they were literally chattel, and all of that. So, um, anybody else have any thoughts on this story, on the rape shield laws? Let us know what you guys think uh, in the comment section with regards to this to this article. So, we're gonna move on to the next story. Getting through these pretty quick. Talking about thoughts online, Mike J. If you could please tell us a little bit about this person, this story, if I have to. So, British-born Instagram model and cosplayer Mary Bell Kirshner, better known as Bell Delphine, is in the news again. This time the self-described gamer girl is selling her bathwater to fans for $30 per container. 
Her merchandise website describes the product, which is called Gamer Girl Bathwater, as being, quote, bottled while I'm playing in the bath. Winking, smiling face emoji thing. This really is bathwater. Disclaimer, this water is not for drinking and should only be used for sentimental purposes, end quote. Whatever the hell that means. It's the same thing they, they, they put on those semi-legal packets of of psilocybin truffles. These are just to be put under your pillow at night to inspire good dreams. Not for human consumption. Repeat, not for human consumption. <laughs> In an interview, Kirshner explains how the idea for the product game came about. Quote, so there is a joke in the community among gamers where they will comment on a post saying, let me drink your bathwater. First off, I've never heard any gamer do this to anyone, Ember. What, what is this? Where is this community? I've never heard of it, this either. I mean, she might get, she might have gotten messages like this herself and then thought it was like a community thing. I, I've seen like guys that are hitting on girls online say some really weird shit, uh, but I've never seen this specifically, but I've seen weirder, so I don't know. Look, we've seen guys who have a fetish for women's period blood. Like, like yeah. not just not just fucking it, but sucking it up and drinking it and shit. Yeah. So why well, why should it surprise anyone? Vampires. Yeah. So why should it surprise anyone that, that there are people who who would do that with bath water because that's less gross. It's still fucking gross, but it's still less gross than that. Jeez, mm-hmm. Pete, so so warn me before you talk about consuming period blood. It's gonna get worse, Hannah. You just That's hate women. Like, you see, if you don't oh. hate women, you drink their period blood. There's no way around it. I might throw up now. Oh. Finishing bath off. Bathwater, too. Bathwater is nasty. Think about this. You get in the bath to wash the dirt off your body. You put soap in the bathwater, and, and, and your ass is in the bathwater. Like, just your hair is in the bathwater. I, I, just, I just might throw up. Unless that bathing area is squeaky clean when you get in it, there, there's going to be some residue from all your other baths. So I'm I mean, right that the the, um, uh, the rumor that this is um, escalated to selling gamer girls piss is just that a rumor, right? Oh, and even, I'll, even, I'll get to, there haven't really been people who've gone to, to hospital. Is there really herpes will, going on? Did the herpes really? I will. I will get to all. I will get to all of this. I will get to all of this and more. Um, I'll just start the quote from the top. Uh, so there, the quote there. So there is a joke in the community among gamers where they will comment on a post saying, "Let me drink your bathwater." And although it's a joke, I just kind of found the idea of turning it into a reality and actually letting people buy my own bathwater funny. End quote. While the humor of the situation is ultimately subjective the <laughs> results are hard to argue with in the same interview kirshner states quote the last two days that the website has been open i've sold over 500 bottles of bathwater. as of now i've had to stop as i can't actually take enough baths and it's sold out imitators have already appeared on auction websites offering what they allege is the same product but for hundreds of times more than the original price and one website set up to look like Kirshner's own merchandise website even claims to be selling a one-of-a-kind container of, Hannah, cover your ears, 
Gamer Girl P for $9,999. And it only accepts crypto. Jesus. I can still see the text on the page. <laughs> uh, and, I, at, um, least, at least I know that, uh, like, I already knew that water sports exist. It's just, ah. Uh, this is this is disgusting. And honestly, if she is responding to a an, an alleged joke about drinking bathwater by selling the bathwater, isn't that a little irresponsible? Assuming you know, this I is know, actual I know water, water sports. Yes. I know water sports exist, and I'm trying to I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone of someone who's a. Europhiliac? Is that what it is? Someone who's in water sports? I would presumably. Shoes. I'd I'd bring some uh, flippers. <laughs> Presumably, what they find what they find sexy is is the bodily fluids sort of lapping up against each other. Presumably, drinking it does not have the same thing. It's it's, it's like I have no problem with a woman's fanny batter that accumulates while I'm getting it hot, but I wouldn't drink it. Mm. Uh, Brian, we're hearing you echo. By the way, you're hearing me echo again. Again, all of us. Yeah. I'll mute myself. I guess. Um, that there is a tendency among those kinds of fetishes to sort of revolve around, hey, this is forbidden. People think it's dirty, so it must be sexy. And and I don't I don't get it. But it's my people are going to do what people are going to do. I wouldn't recommend it. It's it's you know a good way to get sick or make yourself sick. But it it's still like if if I was in her position, I wouldn't do this simply because i'd be afraid somebody would actually drink it and get sick well again this is assuming this is even bath water um from what i've addressing uh, mike's claims because i don't address that thing in the write-up but i did read a little more about this uh just out of complete morbid curiosity um any of rumor of the rumors that you've heard from the past couple of days are 100 percent not true because they haven't even started shipping the stuff until i believe today so the video of the guy who claims to have uh vaped the gamer girl bathwater false the claims of someone getting sent to the hospital for drinking it false the claims of people getting herpes from drinking it false it's all 100 percent false because it hasn't even shipped yet sounds to me like 4chan had a field day with this one. <laughs> oh, it's everybody has had a field day with it it's been like the number one thing and this ultimately kind of comes back full circle. This is kind of what this person does, this Belle Delphine character. This is who she is and what she does. She gets a bunch of controversy. She she gets her name in the news and look at it. We're we're it worked. We're talking about it. A fucking MRA channel that has oh, very little to do with this is talking about it. Well, uh, how is I- that not successful? No, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I do have a point. Um, I, I'm not bringing this up for random reasons because I'm, I'm looking at it from – I mean I w- I'll let you finish the write-up. But I, I chose this story because I'm looking at it from the angle of the way it's been discussed. Like why are men giving her so much money? Why are they buying what they think is her bathwater? I, I seriously – I have my doubts that it really is. Um, but why are – you know why is, is she doing so well? And I think it's it's not just something as simple as there are lots of thirsty dudes on the internet. I think that 
that is a, a a bit of an oversimplification of the phenomenon, and that's the reason why I chose the story. Also, I brought her up before um, because I saw how much money she was making, and she doesn't. She's not a porn star. She doesn't like you know nope. put out nudes. She's basically a troll. That's cute, mm-hmm. and that's that's her whole thing. So um, that's the reason why I chose the story. But yeah, I agree. She's she's doing she's doing the thing. And we're sort of complicit, and I don't mind that because I want to use it to make a larger point. But um, but that's the reason why I chose it. Anyway, I'll let you finish the the yeah. write up. Um, and, and then the second part of the write up is just this isn't even the, the first. This isn't even the first time in the in the past months she's done something like this. Uh, Kirshner, she stirred up controversy, made headlines uh, just a few weeks ago when she claimed she'd make a Pornhub account. If a photo of herself that she posted to Instagram gained 1 million likes and lo and behold, it did it quickly reach the required number and Kirshner did what she promised, but not in the way most of her fans expected. The video on the account um, portrayed her doing strange, but not pornographic activities, all labeled with misleading and suggestive titles, which you know, I got to admit, it was a little bit funny. Like one example would be the video uh, titled PewDiePie goes all the way inside Belle Delphine in which she just sat in front of the camera and ate a picture of PewDiePie. Yeah. So, okay. Now that was kind of funny. Yeah. And she's like got that, like exactly. a dozen that videos and they're all the same, all in the same vein. So whoever is the one managing this individual, Hats off, man! You're doing good work. And if well, it's the, truly the her, who's the mastermind behind all of this? Probably God her boyfriend. Damn. Probably her boyfriend. Although I think that she, she's not. I don't think she's stupid. She's clearly smart enough to know what works, and she jumps on every trend. Um, but I don't really. I can't. I can't hate on her because there is a market for what she's doing that a lot of other you know, young, attractive women jump on, uh, on online. And the reason, the only reason why it works, I think is because there are a lot of young men. And I would say young men, because, um, I think personally, uh, Belle is targeting men within a certain age range, um, sort of like teenage guys, because she makes references to video games like Fortnite and, um, you know, she does TikTok, and that's like mostly stuff that like Gen Zers are into. And she gets money from them. And what she's doing is she's cashing in on uh, essentially, she's giving these guys that are giving her money um, a sense that that she is special to them. It's not sexual. It's not uh, pornographic. She's not a cam girl. She's she is doing what a lot of other these sort of like social media, um, uh, I guess, women that use their uh, use their sexuality, their bodies to uh, attract a, a large male following. It's a cult of personality around Belle Delphine. The idea that like if you if you go to her Patreon, the higher rank you go on the Patreon, the more personal supposedly your rewards become. So she starts mailing you photos. She sends you a personalized email. There's one where she'll call you or you can call her and you can talk to her and have a private conversation. Now, there's no hope that these guys, I I assume they wouldn't, um, that they wouldn't believe that they have a chance to be with her. 
right? Like she's just one person and she has all these followers and she's like in the UK someplace and it's just really unlikely. So what are they getting out of it? I think that they're getting a sense of there is a girl here that will treat me special. And so I'm going to throw money at her because I want her specifically to treat me special. And it works. And so what what I'm looking at has nothing to do with Belle Delphine. We could be talking about another um, online thought like uh, Amaranth or uh, there's a girl named uh, St. Peachy, I think. She literally has her boyfriend in all of her photos. And there's still a bunch of guys that follow her and donate to her Patreon. And they want to get photos from her. And they want to get letters from her. And she kind of comes across as, you know, sweet and all this other stuff. And so... There's something to that that I think is kind of fascinating. And I also think to to just say, well, they're just thirsty dudes. It's a bit dismissive because I think what we're looking at is the degree to which um, men are young men, especially at least in Belle Delphine's case. Although I think they're probably some older guys because her highest level of patronage is like something like a thousand or two thousand dollars. And I don't think that like, you know, 17 year old guys can afford that. But that's a lot of. A lot of lawns to mow right there. Yeah, that's a lot of papers to deliver, right? But the the reason why, again, going back to what I was saying, the reason why I brought this up was because I thought it was fascinating that there were that she that she was able to sell what what we are being told is her bathwater based solely on a short video that she made where she tries to tell us that what she's sending is bathwater, even though we have no way of knowing for sure that that's the case. And there are a lot of variables that you have to take into account for this. And a lot of those you have to take, the only word you can take is Belle Delphine's word. The only source that this is bathwater is her. The only source that, oh, we shipped 500 units, sold out in two days, is her. Nobody's received the shit yet. I, I'm I'm predicting it's going to go to like a lot of high high uh, high up YouTubers. You know, even PewDiePie might get some of this, and they're just going to they're they're going to latch onto the meme because it's the in thing right now. They're going to talk about it. They're going to increase the hype around it. Meanwhile, this is all just going to feed back into her hype and build up her profile even more until the next crazy stunt that's going to come out in two months that she's going to do. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. I think that, that there, there's a lot of reason to doubt most of the facts here. But I think that the, the idea that – and also, then there was the Polygon article. Did you see the Polygon, Polygon article about this? Where they talked about this this stunt that she pulled. And they framed it as because uh, – what they thought was – they called her first off a performance ar- artist – because they thought that what she was doing was effectively performance art. And like that they, they, they gave her a bit – they called her a genius and they thought that what she was doing was kind of like uh, sticking it to the gamer, you know, community that often sexualizes women. And that's why she dressed up like, you know, diva, which she didn't. She just put a shirt on that says game over. Um, and, uh, you know, that that like all of this crazy shit that they said. And what I'm seeing is, again, within a lot of uh, of media, the, the the there's a kind of exploitation of male sexuality on the part of Belle Delphine for sure, and of course this is like I'm not against it in so far as I know that guys they want to do it they're willing to do this but they 
I think that they should learn to get a little bit of self-respect, but also on the part of the people around it that see that's happening and don't seem to care. In fact, that they're, they think that men who are sexually attracted to her and buy her water are just shitty dudes. And I don't think it's that simple. And this is what I guess the reason why I wanted to talk about it was to say um, a guy that would buy a woman's bath water, whether it's true or not, even if they don't, if they are giving her money and she's making a shit ton, like she's making six figures on Patreon just to for existing, basically. Anyone who's giving her money is someone that I think is in need of help <laughs> because I don't see how in a million years you do that. And the fact that you can just go to Pornhub and just like find shit for free, but you're giving her your money. I mean, that just raises more questions. There's something going on with men. And this is just more evidence of that. Well, anyway, that's all I got to say about Belle Delphine. Now, if you guys have any other thoughts on this, I'm not hating on her. You know, go ahead and make your money. But, um, like, dudes, why are you giving her money? Like, <laughs> that's all That's all I'm saying. And by the way, the, the video title, PewDiePie Goes All The Way Inside Belle Delphine, breaks uh, the terms of services twice. Uh, firstly, because it's um, it's a misleading title, and secondly, because it's in all capitals. These are things that YouTube can use as excuses for demonetizing or deleting channels. I didn't know YouTube can demonetize videos that are on Pornhub. Yeah, it's on, oh, it's, on, okay. it's on Pornhub. That's her. That was her big because she used this stunt. So she said, "If I get a million likes on something that she put out there, I'll start a Pornhub account." And of course, like like that, she got a million likes. Or whatever the number she was going for, because again, you know, there's a community of guys that just they, they really wanted to do porn, and for some reason they think she'll just do it. And of course, she went there and trolled them. So we should start selling honey badger dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> Women I, who do household chores. I bet there are some. Just to be safe. Just to be safe, let's just send ordinary tap water. Like, yeah. what how about your hands? We're in this dishwater. <laughs> I think some. I think there was some kind of scam of of people selling uh, bottles of Highland Air. Oh just God! People in Scotland would just open a bottle and just get a load of fresh Highland Air, keep it in a bottle, and then sell it to some American on eBay. And that's you know, if you got a scam going on and it's working, and and, and yeah, there only, was the only people out of pocket are fucking stupid people who need to learn. Then yeah, you know, I don't quite have a problem with it. <laughs> There, there was a jokester around here not too long ago that was selling dehydrated water. Just add water. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so I got, I got some uh, super chats. I should probably read them real quick. Let us know what you think about this. Um, Belle Delphine is, is absolutely aware that she is a thought, so I don't think you could possibly insult her with that. All right, uh, so X-Man gives us $2 and says, Hello, Hannah, helping you guys reach the goal. Thank you, X-Man. Mangaka08 gives us $10 and says, unrelated, but has HBR considered getting author and psychologist Sean T. Smith, YouTube channel Dr. Sean T. Smith, and or Richard Cooper, YouTube channel Entrepreneurs in Cars, as guests on the podcast? Yes, I have actually tried to reach out to Sean T. Smith. I do not know who Richard Cooper is, uh, but I'll look into it. And I'll keep trying Sean T. Smith until I get him, but I have, I have reached out to him. Altair Mawat gives us $5 in New Zealand dollars. Thank you, Altair. And says two of the 50 plus truckers at work are female. Both quickly realize they aren't as strong. 
I, th- I hope it says two. Yeah, it's two. And then Hokey Bukisa gives us four ninety nine and says there's a huge demand for mag- manic pixie dream thoughts. She's satisfying the demand for make believe something that isn't real, like anime girls. Yeah, that no, I agree. She is. There is that. She's kind of scratching this itch. Like she doesn't look like a real girl in a way. She's a bit like heightened. And um, I think that maybe that is working. Uh, but again, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, why Why are men that know that they can't have her, uh, why are they giving her money and, like, hoping that she notices them? And I think that you there's know something that picture, that. What she looks like is a J-pop star. Yeah, she looks like a cartoon of a girl, not a real girl. I, th- I think it... I think uh, you kind of hit on it there. It's it's the same. It's the same sort of thing. Why do uh, you know men lust after these these J-pop idols? They know that they're there's zero chance they're ever going to have them. Yeah, it's and sort of the same thing. I thought we were about all about K-pop idols now, though. I thought the J-pop thing was dead. I, I'm not really sure. I'm not really in the loop. Oh, okay. the, the mainstream is not ready for K-pop. It confuses them regarding men and women. <laughs> kind of the same in k-pop they're not ready for this kind for this level of trapism (laughs) there is that okay so before we move on to the next story i'm going to try and leave and come back again to hopefully the echo will disappear so just give me a second and i'm going to rejoin the call sorry about that i'm back and let's see if uh, i can share my thing all right so let us know what you guys think in the comments uh about this del bell delphine story um, you know what? It doesn't matter like that we talk about it. She's going to just keep doing this until she hits the wall, I think. She's going to ride this train until it's off the rails. What are you going to do? So just, you know, have a little self-respect, guys. And um, that's it. We'll move on to the last story. Oh, we got one more. Yeah, we're on the last story already. Wow, we're doing pretty good. Uh, we're going to talk about Epstein. I know that that was kind of a big deal. So we're moving away from thoughts. And to something much darker. Yeah, I can't uh, can't really end with a happy note on this one, unfortunately. So, uh, over a decade since accepting a plea deal on the charge of soliciting underage girls for prostitution, American financier Jeffrey Epstein is back in the news. Epstein was arrested at the Titterboro Airport in New Jersey as FBI agents raided his townhouse in Manhattan. Inside the house, investigators discovered a safe containing pictures of naked women and girls. Two days after the arrest, Epstein was charged with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. The indictment against Epstein states that he engaged in a sex trafficking operation in which he bought girls, some underage, to his New York and Florida-based properties between 2002 and 2005. There, Epstein engaged in sex acts with them and urged them to recruit new victims. Epstein has already pleaded not guilty and could face up to 45 years in prison if convicted. On the new indictment, Epstein's lawyer, Reed Weingarten, said the following, quote, To us, this indictment is essentially a do-over. This is old stuff. This is ancient stuff. End quote. In 2008, Epstein was given a 13-month prison sentence, which he was allowed to work Uh, He was allowed out to work 16 hours a day as part of a work release. This sentence was part of a controversial plea deal that granted Epstein immunity from federal prosecution, where he could have gotten life, if he pled guilty to the two prostitution charges. Wow, that's a sweet deal. 
Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Manhattan-based United States Attorney Jeffrey S. Berman made it clear that the old that the decade-old plea deal would not interfere with the new case, stating, "Quote." That agreement, by its terms, only binds the Southern District of Florida, end quote. Epstein is currently being held without bail in New York. Well, wait, so is this just another chapter in the life of Florida, man? <laughs> yeah, to a degree. No. Yeah, there's, there's, this Florida man is actually, he's got a lot to unpack here. Like, he didn't just eat somebody's face while high on bath salts, you know, or, or, He's originally from New York, so he's not a real yeah, Florida man. But he was in Florida, so and he and this is what happens: you move to Florida, you become Florida man. Don't move to Florida, guys. Uh, no, seriously though, this there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, part of this, what what comes out of this is the significant difference in how the justice system treats you if you happen to have money and connections versus if you're you know some. Uh, Joe Schmo from a neighborhood, a poor neighborhood in, uh, you know, say maybe Dayton, Ohio, um, or, or you know, a college kid who uh, gets accused of something. And, uh, and you get a judge who decides that you might be guilty of a crime that you could only have committed based on the description of the crime if you have three hands, uh, which happened here in Dayton. Um but no, this 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 guy has all kinds of money, and he has connections all over the place. Uh, had connections clear up to you know presidential connections, and and of course his experience with the justice system isn't going to be the same as a you know poor person who knows nobody and has nobody that they can pressure to pressure the judge, or pressure to pressure the prosecutor, and uh, there's there's that. Uh, the other thing is they know prosecutors, judges, police, wh whoever, when they're dealing with somebody of his social and financial caliber, that it is going to be a major news story and everything they do is going to be public. It's not just like everything they do can be public, even in the instance of a complete nobody with no money. If that person happens to be a sympathetic enough character or a loud enough character to make their case public. But Epstein, if they did something unjust to him, that would have been major news, too. If they had if they didn't have the evidence to back the accusations and they went after him, that would be evidence, too. So they're going to walk a really fine line of, uh, you know, we have to be very careful what we do to this guy, because not only does he know people who can affect our jobs, but he's also going to be a big news story on top of all that. Um, and they're they're not necessarily going to be as aggressive in that situation unless they really think they have something. And so the justice system is going to treat him differently at both ends. For some reason, it doesn't seem to make them more accountable to the people. The fact that he's famous and it's a big news story doesn't seem to make anybody more accountable to the people that they are there to serve. And uh, so that that deal that he got isn't surprising. Everybody's acting all shocked about it. 
Um, and everybody has been acting all shocked about it since it happened. But the truth is, it's not that surprising that a rich, Pikachu famous, face. highly connected person was able to to get a sweet deal uh, to get out of accountability for uh, having pled guilty to massive amounts of, of crime or particularly egregious crimes. Now, at the other end of it, what if they did this to everybody, right? Well, you know, the the, the uh, Montgomery County court system charged you with something and you've been through the process and everything and you've been through your punishment and the federal government isn't satisfied with the punishment that you face. So now they're going to charge you. Uh, the state's not satisfied with the punishment that, that you face. So now they're going to charge you. Oh, yeah, and all your victims are going to sue you, too. Um, imagine, you know, Joe Schmo from a poor neighborhood in Dayton, Ohio, having that happen to him. Or a college kid who gets accused of a crime that would require him to have three hands. Uh, you know, this is, it doesn't count as double jeopardy, but it sure stinks of it. And I, I have no sympathy um, for anybody that commits these types of crimes. but it bugs me that the system works this way because it would also work this way against somebody who didn't commit these kinds of crimes. And, you know, that, mm -hmm. that bothers me a lot. The only other thing I want to mention is everybody is associating the Clintons and the Trumps with this guy. I used to eat lunch with a, a murderer. Well, he wasn't a murderer when I was eating lunch with him. Um, he didn't do that. I mean, for like not that years. exact moment. Like he wasn't stabbing. Right. He wasn't killing me. Right. You. Yeah. And in fact, we all got in trouble for a, for getting into a food fight one day, except for him, because I had to point out to the teacher he didn't do it. He was just sitting there. The rest of us were throwing food. We were all we were all misbehaving very badly. Um, but he moved down a couple seats and just watched and because uh, he didn't want to get in trouble. But 10 years later. When he was 23, he strangled a 13-year-old who wouldn't have sex with him and left her body in one of uh, our other friends' cornfields, one of our other friends' uh, father's cornfield. And, and um, like, it's it's one of those things, you know, you don't think about it every day because it, it, it's there's nothing you can do about it now, right? But it'll wake you up in the middle of the night sometimes. Oh, my gosh, I, every day when I was 13 years old, I had lunch with a guy that went on to commit murder. Now, does his murder, do his actions uh, reflect on me? Do I have anything to do with that? Because uh, I don't feel like I did. I didn't tell him to do it. Um, sure. I didn't date him. I didn't break his heart or anything like that. Uh, you know, didn't do anything to shape him. Barely had any interaction with him. Just sat next to him and ate pizza in the school cafeteria. Uh, but so that now that doesn't necessarily mean that the Clintons and the Trumps don't have anything to do with what this guy did, but we can't assume anything, right? They may have had associations with him that had absolutely nothing to do with this. Imagine that rich people know other rich people. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, obviously he was giving the Clintons money and he probably gave, uh, he probably did business with Trump. I know he got kicked out of one of Trump's establishments for assaulting a young woman. So that kind of indicates that Trump wasn't 
Oof. tolerant of that behavior, right? No, we know Trump uh, is a but, bit of a he's a bit he's a bit white nighty, so I don't think he put up with that. Yeah. Um the only but, but he's, he's ready fly. to present what whatever narrative will work. Right. And, and the narrative that works is very often uh, women victimized. And I like I can't stand the Clintons. I would be the first person to be like to to draw the connection if you know if I didn't want to be rational. But even the fact that Bill Clinton flew on the Lolita Express, I would have to know. I'd have to see evidence before I could sit there and say, "Well, well Clinton, Clinton, there's definite evidence." It that wasn't Clinton even just involved, like one you know? time, right? No, it was on times. it a bunch of times. He was it on was it a bunch of times, like twenty-seven, over twenty-five times. times, yeah. Right, but again, I would, I would have to see evidence that it was, it, you know, was that what was going on on that jet at that time? when he was on the jet and, and uh, as much as I would love to have a gotcha on Clinton, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to ignore a lack of evidence no. in order to have it. I, I think um, there's, I, I, there's, it's questionable. It's sure. something where, you know, like, all right, if, if Bill Clinton was my neighbor instead of a former president of the United States and, uh, and I still had little kids and and you know, oh well, I'll watch your daughters while you go to the store. I'd be like, no, but that wouldn't that wouldn't convince me that he should be in jail, right? I I I hate defending the guy, but this is wait for evidence, you know, because it might be it it it's possible that that evidence is never going to come out. Yeah, I I think um. I think that the uh, evidence against Jeffrey Epstein, things don't look good. They found a right. bunch of uh, fo you know photos of nude girls uh, in his safe, and uh, that's not a good look. I don't know what's going to happen with him. No, I'm I'm and, pretty sure he committed the crimes he's accused of. Yeah, yeah, no, most likely. And I think that in that way, because I know that this is a bit of a dark story, but I think it's good news that someone – you know, right. is being hopefully held accountable. We'll see because I'm sure a guy like this with the connections he has is probably going to try and at least cut a deal. However, um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. One would hope, though, if there is, let's say, more to expose, because I see people in the chat saying that this is a very like what we're staring into is um, not even covering one tenth of the corrupt pit. That we're like looking into, according to Tao the Wanderer, which I'd like to know more about. And I know we've heard a lot of rumblings around this kind of thing, you know, with pedophiles in positions of power and all of that. But uh, the point is, is that the person that is currently being investigated, indicted, and and uh, hopefully, you know, is found, well, well, essentially, hopefully justice goes as it should. Let's put it that way. You know, if and it doesn't look good for him. But what what could also happen is that he could squeal if there are others involved or he might just, you know, uh, throw himself down an elevator shaft and shoot himself a bunch of times with a bunch of bullets. So it's all it's possible. But the um, I guess the point is, though, this is a man that I am not going to defend uh, when I see like the case with Bill Cosby. I I'm I defer to what's the evidence, how bad does it look? And in his case, I still defend him. I stand by him. But with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, it doesn't look good. So fuck him. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, 
Well, I will say this. When, okay, go ahead. When our system holds someone accountable for reprehensible crimes, I want to see it done in the most, most ethical and logical, rational manner possible. Agreed. Not not mob style and it it does bother me that this is that this has taken the progress or the the path it has taken um i I, it should have been he should have been uh gotten the first time around there should have been a trial first time around the victim should have been contacted uh before the plea deal was made and for for the record the reason i'm using the term victims is because he did make the plea deal uh if Mm -hmm. if this was still in question I wouldn't be using the word victim. Uh, Brian, you're, you're echoing really badly. Really badly again. Um, the and the other thing I want to say about this is if it turns out that like, I, I strongly doubt that there's going to be a bad association with Trump, but there's a I, I can see a possibility with Clinton. And I just want to point out this is not in any way, shape, or form, the reason why any of Clinton's policies that one might disagree with are disagreeable. They're disagreeable because of the way they work and and whether or not they violate the Constitution, whether or not they were expansions of government that were wrong, whether or not they were bad deals, not because he did something else bad and he happens to be the same guy that did the other bad thing. No, if you don't like NAFTA, you don't like NAFTA because NAFTA was bad, right? For whatever reason, you decide NAFTA was bad. And if you do like NAFTA, if you did like what NAFTA was, this shouldn't change that. And the same thing with everything else that was a decision regarding running the country, any military decision, any decision on taxation, none of that. Uh, is is made worse or better because of his association with this guy, right? Just just for the record, um, and if it turns out he's completely unassociated with any of Epstein's crimes, it won't change whether any of his stuff was bad or you know any of his decisions were bad or not then either. I think a lot of people that want to associate Clinton with this guy um, want to do it as a way of bringing his presidency down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've already, they they did it as soon as, like, this came out. They were like, how is he connected to Trump? And, uh, uh, you know, I'm over here like, well, let's just find out if he's guilty. And let's start by let's start by, you know, performing justice on this man and get that over with. But, of course, the media is going to go, uh, you know full orange man bad and try to connect it you know, once upon a time they had the idea that the me too movement is for its own sake but <laughs> that dream is over <laughs> we know what yeah. mistake it's for well i like i said we'll see how things go do we know um when we're gonna get like like uh any updates on this case anybody i did not see anything concrete so far yeah, it could take a while too, couldn't it? All right, well, I guess we'll see. Or maybe they'll convict him as fast as they did Bill Cosby. He got convicted pretty quick. I remember them dealing with that swiftly. Doubts. <laughs> yeah, I'm pressing X to doubt on that one. All right, well, anyway, let me look at the Super Chats. 
and then we'll close the show out so we can do the after show. So, uh, let's see. Brendan Rex gives us $2 Canadian and just puts a bunch of cat faces in. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, Zeranx gives us $10 and says, keep in mind, Clintons are tied to Epstein and Laura Silsby, who attempted trafficking Haitian children, now with Alert Sense tied to Amber Alert, is tied to the Clinton Foundation. Okay, thank you, Zeranx. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that. Okay, I'll move on. And then lastly... Sorry, oh, I couldn't mute. I just want to say there there can be all kinds of coincidences and have and then, and it's not necessarily connected. But if it turns out that there is a the the vast network uh, of uh, of a pedophile ring among the richest and famous in the country, then it's going to have to be addressed. Um, I don't necessarily think that that means that the people uh, who promoted the Pizzagate uh, I don't necessarily want to call it a myth, but the story of Pizzagate has a lot of mythology in it and a lot of mythology to it. Um, if that's if that's real, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they were right about everything either. Uh, but and and we shouldn't have a feeding frenzy, but there definitely has to be a, accountability, and that might come in the form of essentially a cold revolution. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mr. Roboto gives us $2 and says, how a politician with sex charges, how, I think he means to say, how is a politician with sex charges news again, question mark. But the thing is, is that this is pedophilia. This is with children, underage girls. So it's serious for that reason. And again, it could also be connected to something much larger and more serious as per Hannah's testimony and what everyone's been talking about. Oh yeah, he's not a politician. He's like a what is he's a he? A financier. Yeah, that's right. A financier. Whatever that is. He's a, he's, a, he's a money guy. Yeah, he's a money guy. So there. Um he works with powerful people and he is powerful. He just isn't And in, by the way, folks, the fact that his name ends in Stein is no more important than he's male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Steen though in this case. Uh, Zeranx gives us $5 and says there's an account that Trump answered questions to an investigator in 2009 over Epstein. Yeah, I think I saw a clip uh, where Trump – it was years ago and Trump said something like he likes girls, very young girls. But um, he didn't like accuse him of anything. And when you're like what? He was like 60-something at the time. Uh, you know, young girls could be like in his 30s. So, But yes, I, I, I think you're talking about that, Zeranx. Again, what people have said and all that is is uh, not entirely relevant. It just comes down to what what are what's the evidence and is it enough to prosecute? Is and it looks like it might be. This guy's not in good shape, so we'll see how it goes and follow up with you guys as things unfold. I'm personally pretty interested, and I think that if it's true that Jeffrey Epstein has a history of uh, essentially. Um, you know, sleeping with underage girls, then, you know, hopefully justice will be served. And well, I mean, uh, he's already pled news. guilty to it. Yeah. Well, there you go. There, there is one thing I will point out. One more thing I will point out. One of the things I saw in news stories about him was that uh, part of the reason that they're uh, presuming him guilty of stuff was that there were a lot of pictures of women who, who looked young in his, in his safe. Yeah. I was just there saying is a that big they found distinction him. I will make there. 
there is a huge difference between a 25-year-old who is youthful and and maybe, you know, doesn't have big boobs and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, so she's neotenous and an actual 14-year-old, right? A 25-year-old has a psychological and intellectual maturity and can make her own decisions or his own decisions. Uh, and uh, a a 25-year-old is fully capable of consenting to or refusing a relationship on the basis of his or her own self-interest and, and recognizing the factors that are involved in that. Uh, a 25-year-old is responsible for being able to do that. A 14-year-old is not. A 25-year-old who looks like a 14-year-old doesn't uh, constitute a, a, a pedophilic uh, a attraction. And, and you know, I, I'm not the only one that makes this distinction. Pedophiles make the distinction between an adult who looks like a kid and an actual kid. Because I've had those conversations where people have tried to, to persuade me that pedophilia is just a uh, sexuality. And uh, one of the things that I've said, you know, because they'll, they'll say minor attracted person, right? One of the things I've said is, well, then you should be able to be perfectly satisfied with an adult who just has a youthful appearance. No, they're not. They have said, no, it has to be a kid. Well, if it has to be a kid, then it's not just the body, right? It's not right. just the appearance. It's the fact that the person is vulnerable and malleable and manipulatable because they are a kid. And yeah. the other way around on that, a person who is attracted to a 25-year-old, or I've even seen 30-year-olds that look young. My sister-in-law used to get carded. She looked like a 12-year-old when she was 30, right? And I, I, I will tell you this. I don't think she could have gotten uh, the attention of a, of a pedophile. Uh, because she was very independent, very she's always been very independent person and very intelligent and very uh, self reliant, right? Um, and I don't consider it to be uh, in any way, shape, or form a, a predatory act for a guy to be attracted to a woman, an adult woman, because she looks young. You know, Belle Delphine is in her 20s, and she looks really young. And I think that she uses that just as an example. All right. Well, anyway, we'll see how this uh, court case comes, and we will follow up, if we can, with more news as it unfolds. So I guess with that said, we'll just go ahead and get out of here and move into the after show where we'll talk about this article from uh, Open Democracy or 5050. Yeah, Open Democracy 5050, How Angry Men's Rights Activists Online Help Propel Trump to Victory. So if you want to be a part of that, you'll have to go into uh, go to Feed the Badger and start a monthly subscription. It'll get you into our Discord and you'll be able to join in the after shows either as a viewer or as a participant, depending on your level. So that's feedthebadger.com and come hang out with us in the Discord. We always got – there's game nights and there's after shows and there's a, a really great community in there. And, uh, yeah, it's always a good time. So that's feedthebadger.com. Start a monthly subscription. And, uh, before, before we take off, I uh, should mention, I don't think it was um, anything we could do, like, breaking big big thing on, but uh, Ross Perot died. 
Yeah, I I saw that uh, earlier today. Ross Perot has passed away. Yeah, at the uh, age of eighty four in his native Texas. Eighty eighty nine. Eighty nine. Ripperonies. Some, some uh, F's in the chat for Ross Perot. Yeah, uh, press F for Ross Perot. All right, so. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Thanks, guys, for coming on the HBR News Show. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Dr. Random Cam, for hanging out and, um, you know, talking with me about these, these topics. And thank you guys for coming. Give us a like. If you could, please subscribe to the channel and hit the bell for notifications and leave us a comment regarding any and all of the stories. Let us know what you guys think about all of these things. Um, our guys that buy bath water online are they just cucks are they just thirsty as fuck or is there something there is there a deeper issue is um jeffrey epstein part of pizzagate is pizzagate real let us know in the comments section and all what do you think about these miners this miner that died just whatever just tell us what you think so with that said i'm gonna get out of here thank you guys for coming on thank you x-man for the subscription and we'll see you guys in the after show have a good one everybody Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.